I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. I can tell you the Tampa Bay Lightning are the second team to advance to the Stanley Cup semifinal as they beat the Carolina Hurricanes 2 to nothing and they oust the Canes in five straight games. Or five straight games. Five games, I should say. Yeah, you can't sweep a team in five games. In four, you can. Five, you can't. That was a boo-boo on my part. But the uh, Lightning into the final four. So they will play the winner of the Boston Bruins and the New York Islanders series, and they will be the home team. They will have the home ice advantage in that series. Uh, the Islanders can advance to the uh, semifinal as well tomorrow with a win over the Boston Bruins. Still to come tonight, the uh, game between the Carolina or the uh, Colorado Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights, game five of their Pacific Division final. Uh, that game or that series tied at two. The winner of that series move on moves on to face the Montreal Canadiens, who swept the Winnipeg Jets last night. The Jets who swept the Edmonton Oilers in round one. Yeah, it's been a weird year for sure. Uh, we know that uh, the Kane or the uh, keep saying Canes. Bad. Kellen, I'm going to have to get a toonie jar in here. Of course, you can't enforce it because you're at the station, but I might have to get a toonie jar in Scout's honor that every time I'm saying Carolina, when I want to say Colorado, that I got to fill that jar with a toonie. So there you go. I mean, you could. Now I need to. You can still call them the Nordiques. That could be workable, right? Oh, that's true. It could be Habs and Nordiques in the next round. You don't know. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. Can you imagine the old Adams division? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a throwback, oh. the Adams division. Uh, I, I would hope then that uh, Colorado would bust out that, uh, what was it, the retro reverse third with the uh, yeah. fleur-de-lis on the bottom trim and that stuff that they had for the stadium series against the Habs. That'd be that would be cool. Yep. For sure. So that series is uh, game five just about to get underway in Denver. Series tied at two. It's been a homer series, which means the home team has won their games. So, yes, two for the Avs, two for the Knights. There's your lesson. This series is for sure going until at least Thursday, uh, and it could go to Saturday as well. So we expect the semifinal series to begin. Uh, could begin as early as the weekend for sure early next week. You can hear those games right here. Uh, on 630, Chad, your voice of the Oilers and your Edmonton Elks as well. That was a pretty cool announcement a week uh, a week ago, uh, Tuesday, down at Commonwealth. Still gives me shivers as we bring in uh, our in-game analyst for Edmonton Elks broadcast. It still takes some getting used to, but it is the Edmonton Elks, and he's our in-game analyst for broadcast here on 630 Jet. And a man that I hope I'm going to see a lot more in about a month or so is Blake Dermott. How you doing, buddy? 
I'm doing fine, Dave. I, I, I hope you're doing well as, uh, as well. Yeah. It, it's been way too long. It's been way too long since we've been able to do what we love doing uh, during a football season. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. But, you know, I, I know 10 months ago was really hard for a lot of people, you included. And, you know, it's funny because I, 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 I've told this a little bit that when I was driving to the stadium, when I was getting ready for the broadcast with Morley, we did a broadcast last uh, Tuesday from 10 to 11. I didn't know how I was, I was going to feel. And for me, I was blown away. Uh, how are you feeling about things now that, you know, it, this has been kind of put, well, this has been put to bed and now they are the Edmonton Elks. Well, you know, Dave, I just, I just wanted to get going again. Like I'm um, going a year without a season, a year without watching the uh, the former you know football team play um, is something that I have not seen in my lifetime. Um, growing up here in Edmonton, being born here in Edmonton, that was a difficult thing. And being a football fan for my you know virtually my whole life, I'm glad to see that there's football back. You know, uh, Canadian football and. Uh, it's mm-hmm. almost to the point now where I, I mean, well, it is to the point now. I don't care what they're called anymore. I just want to see them play. You know, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I, I, there was a, a period of mourning, uh, as you mentioned, you know, 10 months ago, all that stuff. And I, and I hope to God that you guys don't, don't bring in a, a, a swear jar or as, you know, <laughs> into the booth because I'm going to fill that sucker <laughs> up and you got to believe me that I will. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I think Morley and I have that same concern. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just, but I, I just think that that's, uh, and people have to cut us some slack, people, because, cause, you know, uh, whatever your age is, if this is the first time in your life that you've had to make that change, there's going to be some mistakes and there's going to be some, a little bit of time. Uh, I, I have nothing against the new name. I, as I mentioned, I just wanted to go ahead, but there's going to be a little bit of time getting used to it. And I just think that's a natural thing. I think that the, the decision that the, the club has made to go with that name has been, was the best choice out of whatever other names that they picked. Um, you can tell by the, the interest level in, in the, uh, in the new name and, and the fact that they, people want to get going and watching football again is you can't find items for the Elks uh, in the store because the store is sold out of most things, you know? So, so people yeah. have been, I've been very, very, uh, you know, uh, interested in buying uh, hats and shirts and, and whatever. I think some of the some of the ideas and some of the things for marketing for the young children, you know, the little antlers and all of those things that they've, they've come up with, I think are great ideas because, let's face it, every CFL team needs a boon in, in, in revenue. Any, any team, any sports team that has been, you know, uh, shelved for a period of time would need a uh, would need a boon in, in revenue. And, and, and this is something that I think like, like much like a third Jersey, the teams have gone to in the past. This is something that people have really reacted positively to. And, you know, and in light of all the stuff that's gone on in the last couple of weeks that we, we all know about on the news, um, this is a positive story. And of course I was on uh, a stations uh, uh, in Calgary uh, last week. Uh, I think the day after it was announced and of course, the people around the league are are, are having a, a field day with the name and the nickname and and making fun of it. But uh, that's okay, because when the season starts and the, the you know the contact begins and the football starts to move around, it isn't going to matter what your name is. It's going to matter who's winning and losing. And uh, and I got a good feeling that the the club is going to be ready for the season when it starts. 
Yeah, that that's what we have missed so much is I think that's what's been kind of forgotten about this whole process is 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 not having a season. It was very painful and even though it was only going to be a six game season in a bubble in Winnipeg you at least it was something to look forward to and it got pulled uh it was very painful so we need you know even with all this XFL talk and I don't want to go down that road but you know the XFL talk the name are we going to play are we not going to play um we just need to get the teams back on the field and and, and talk about wins and losses and you know talk about Trevor Harris's night the defense's night special teams all the all that stuff and uh, you mentioned as well about how you know, the, the popularity of the name. And, you know, if you're making fun of it, it it's even if you're making fun of it, you, you, you're given the name attention and, and it has some sort of, it resonates with you somehow. So thank you all very much for that as well. Um, but to me, Blake, what's really heartwarming and what's really, it, it confirms something very important. And it's something that you worry about when you don't play for a year. Does Do people still have the passion for the product and for the game and for the league? And it would appear that it's still there, especially when we have an announcement coming up, hopefully early next week, that we're going to play a 14-game season starting in August. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, and if, if, the, uh, if it's any indicator by how much product uh went out the doors I, I think that's a that's a huge indicator for the club and uh and you know it, it wouldn't surprise me with the amount of and, and maybe the, the club has thought geez maybe we should have ordered more so we had more to sell but i'm sure there's stuff coming in uh, on, a, on a regular basis now because there's so many people wanting this <laughs> i mean it, it would be kind of funny because uh and every team's got to do whatever they got to do to market to get, after taking this much time off so you said the biggest worry is do people still care? Do people still want this? Well, I think that's an ob- the obvious answer here at Edmonton was yes, we do. So, so maybe some of the teams around the league have uh, are looking at this, going, "Wow, we've got to we've got to come up with something that's going to want to get people in the door and want people to buy and and, and get some uh, th- this the same kind of level of interest that they got going in Edmonton." And uh, and I yeah. think I, it wouldn't, be, I wouldn't surprise me that you're going to see these mini mar- and and they should be these mini with this announcement. Uh, mini marketing campaigns all across the league because now that they know when the schedule is coming out and what kind of schedule teams are going to try to flood the market with, with positive things about the league and 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 lord knows uh, this league needs that no question blake dermott joining us our in-game analyst for edmonton elks broadcast here on 6 30 chat inside sports uh joining us tonight on 6 30 chat inside sports um so one question i have for you before we talk about uh, a potential season here uh and a likely season uh, has anything been decided about the alumni and uh, like what are you going to call yourself at this point is it going to be edmonton football team alumni for now or, or has that been kind of addressed or is that ongoing right now you know, Dave, I, that was brought up in a meeting um, about three months ago. And, um, I mean, because our logo is the the EE alumni. That's our mm-hmm. logo. Okay, so so there was no, there's nothing within the logo that, that um, um, you know, has the former name or anything like that. Um, none of our, you know, gear paraphernalia has anything but the EEAA. So... So we felt at that time there wasn't a need to be able to address that, and uh, mm-hmm. and 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 it may not be a, a need to address it. But one of the things that that uh, that people have to understand uh, is that there is not a single person that is on our board um, or 
right now as, as, a, as a card-carrying member of the EEAA that is an alumni of the Elks. There's not one person. So, mm-hmm. so how do we yeah. do that, right? Like, how, like maybe next year there might be alumni of the Elks. Next year there, and, and going forward there will be. But up until this point, there's not a single alumni of the Elks. So, so the the feeling was this: we we'd had our logo set up, and our logo has been the same way for as long as there's been a, uh, an alumni association, which is I think going close to 40 years now. Um, that the uh, uh, that there was no need for us to address that, but going going forward, there may be. Okay, I appreciate you clearing that up and, you know, obviously offering the context. Because that's a question that's been kind of been floating around there too from people and I didn't know how to answer it. So I'm like, well, I'm going to get Blake on the show and he, he can answer it. So you, you did that, uh, you, you answered it very well. So we're on the doorstep of a season, which means we'll have a training camp sometime. I know July 10th has been bandied about. Maybe it's a, a little bit later. Maybe it's a little bit you know, Jamie Elizondo, the head coach of the Elks, has talked openly about it's going to be a very interesting training camp. One, there'll be no preseason games, which are likely no preseason games, which means more scrimmages. Uh, we don't know what the training camp roster is going to be. It's probably going to be a lot less than we have seen uh, in a normal year. But just the fact that the mystery, and, and you know this from a coaching perspective yourself, and even from, and I want to ask you from a player perspective too, about the fact that how would you feel about being off for a whole year and then going into a training camp for the first time in two years? I mean, that's got to be just, uh, you know, you get, there's excitement there, but is there going to be like some mental hurdles you have to get over? Well, you know, Dave, I think that that is probably more common in professional football than most people think. Um, there are a lot of guys that will come to a CFL team or even to an NFL team that have been trying to sign to be on a roster for a number of years since they graduated from college. So there's probably, uh, you know, there's an awful lot of guys. I mean, that doesn't happen to everybody, but but there is an awful lot of guys every year that come into training camp that was last at a training camp a year or so ago. So, again, I don't think this is something that is that unusual for players. Um but the fact that the whole roster is going to be in that situation is, is unusual. And for me, and, and it would have been dependent on what stage of my career I was in, you know, uh, how far along in my life, uh, do I, do I have a young family? Do I have a young, uh, uh, am I married? Do I have a, you know, a job that obviously you had to have something to pay the bills, uh, the career being started uh, like that, that I can't even imagine what that would have been like, uh, for guys, to, to whatever they're doing now, they're stopping it to come back and give this football a, a, a try. But uh, but that's the way people have been playing this game forever. Uh, I remember um, in the number of years that I played uh, that there there was guys that would show up in training camp at least a, at least three or four times where it was different guys would mm-hmm. show up at one training camp and then would show up the next training camp and didn't play anywhere in between. So so they're still chasing that yeah. dream uh, and and that's the way it is. Yeah, well, and, and for a co- for a coaching staff, I mean, I think you're going to probably see players that are going to separate and players that are going to get far behind, uh, maybe quick. And then there's probably going to be this 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 big cluster of you know where the decision making is going to be a little t- bit tough. But I think from a coaching standpoint, it's got to be a a great deal of anticipation. Okay, what are we going to see from a group that we haven't seen in two years almost? Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that I always say about, uh, uh, especially 
guys that are coaching at this level, okay? First of all, guys that are coaching at the professional level, very seldomly do you see guys that this is their first kick at the cat. I mean, mm-hmm. you're seeing guys that will come into uh, even even younger coaches. These guys have been coaching for 20, 25 years. And so they've seen an awful lot right from the beginning, you know, and probably coaching from junior colleges where you're taking raw people, high schools, junior colleges, and then you're into, into colleges, professional leagues, uh, and, and whether it be down south or in Canada. These guys have a, a, a treasure trove of experience. So I don't think there's too many situations that these guys have not found themselves in. And, and the reason why you hire professional coaches is because they've been around the block. And the one thing about professional coaches, and especially in, in, in this league, and you were mentioning this about maybe having smaller rosters coming in training camp, and that may be the case. I wouldn't be surprised if there are larger rosters just because if somebody gets hurt, you want to have somebody that's there right now that's gone through this stuff. And mm-hmm. typically at the professional level, the professional coaches – they, they set up their playbook so that they, they if somebody were to get hurt, they got to bring somebody in in three or four days to be able to get them ready to play. So they're used to doing that anyways. So, yeah, they're, they're going to, they're gonna, you know, they've been scouring the, the countryside trying to find the, the, the right kinds of players and bringing them into training camp so that you have the minimal amount of bumps and, and uh, uh, bumps in the road. But, but honestly, if that happens, these guys will have the experience to be able to address that. And if they don't have the right guys, the one thing we know about playing in the, in the CFL is there'll be an airplane in here tomorrow with somebody else who they think might be able to fill that spot. And, uh, and, and that happens in the NFL. That happens in any, any league. There's, there's a lot of players that are out there. If they don't have somebody here, they'll get somebody here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so well, quickly before I let you go, I, I know you like watching uh, watching hockey. I know the Oilers didn't hang around long enough for anyone's liking. Uh, but uh, are you wrapped up in the Canadians' run, or is there something else in the playoffs that you've been watching that has been really, really kind of grabbed your interest here? Well, you know what? I uh, uh, it's funny because I um, I said this to my uh, to my wife the other day um, in, in the uh, the last game Montreal was playing against Toronto. I said, Cheryl, um, mark this day on a calendar because this is probably the only time in my life I will ever cheer for the Montreal Canadiens. And uh, <laughs> and then they won. But now I'm it's anybody but Montreal. And uh, and, and I've always and, and the reason for that obviously is that uh, I, I've always been a Boston Bruins fan. And uh, yeah. Boston went some ridiculous number, like 22 series in a row, losing to the Montreal Canadiens, and and, uh, and so I, there's no way I could ever cheer for them. And I always say, if 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 Montreal were playing the Russians, they'd be cheering for the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> so you're but you're I'm, about to become a Knights fan or an Avs fan here in the no, uh, semifinal. I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm a little disappointed. Boston's down three to two. Um, that Islanders yeah. team is uh, is tough to put away. And, uh, you know, I'm, uh, so I'm, I'm still hopeful that, the, that Boston will be able to come back in that series. And, and then after that, um, I, I suppose, I don't know, I guess uh, uh, my, the next team that I would probably cheer for if they're gone uh, that I would pull for is, is probably Colorado. Uh, Colorado, that would be the, the next team. And, uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, with Edmonton gone, which is, of course, my number one focus, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm cheering for the Bruins. And if they can't do it, then I don't know. Then it's a, then we'll go golf. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, next week you could probably do that, perhaps. You know, yeah. not not this week. I mean, we're staying inside last week uh, or trying to beat the heat. Now we're just trying to stay out of the rain. But uh, apparently, it's supposed to get better on the weekend. So uh, hopefully, you'll get out to the course soon. And uh, Blake, hopefully, uh, 
I, I think I'm going to see you very soon. And I'm really excited about that. So it's been long enough. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much for doing this. And uh, we'll, we'll see you around the bend here. Okay. All right, Dave. Thanks a lot. All right. You take care. Blake Dermott, our in-game analyst. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. For the Edmonton Elks and our broadcast here on 630 Jed. I'm way late for a break, so let's do that now. All right, game is underway in Denver, Colorado. Avalanche and Vegas Golden Knights, Game 5 Pacific Division Final. They're tied at 2, and they're tied at 0-0 in the early going in the first period. The Lightning have advanced to the Stanley Cup semifinal, where they will play the winner of the Bruins-Islanders uh, series. They win by a score of 2 nothing to beat the Hurricanes in 5 games when we come back we'll uh, find out how the elks merch has been uh, doing and the sales and if you have trouble finding some what can you do about it and is that big logo gonna another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Stay at center field at Commonwealth. We'll find out in a moment here on 630 Chat Inside Sports. update things on the uh, Stanley Cup playoff scoreboard tonight the Avs and Knights midway through the first period of play game five of their Pacific Division final are tied 0-0 with the Avs carrying the majority of the play the uh, Knights had a power play and really couldn't get anything going on it this series is tied at two Tampa Bay Lightning with a 2 nothing win in Game 5 of their Central Division Final or the Carolina Hurricanes win that series, advance to the Stanley Cup Semifinal to play the winner of the Boston Bruins-New York Islanders Series. That Game 6 will go tomorrow on Long Island at uh, as the Islanders look to advance to their second straight, uh, well, I can't say conference final. I'll say final four because we don't have conferences this year, but uh, it would be a, a rematch of last year's uh, Eastern Conference Final in the bubble here in Edmonton. Islanders, they're kind of like the Canadians where they play that very meat and potato style and they're really tough to play against. Uh, so, and of course, the Montreal Canadiens waiting the opponent and they'll play the winner of this game, the uh, or this series between the Avs and the Golden Knights. Well, good to talk to Blake Dermott, the uh, 
in-game analyst for Edmonton Elks broadcast here on uh, 6.30, Chad. And uh, I believe we're going to have some football here soon. We we don't know quite yet, but it's looking that way. The Board of Governors will vote on Monday uh, via conference call on a 2021 season that would start on August the 5th. It's all exciting. And last Tuesday, it was really exciting to see the unveiling of the Edmonton Elks. And to talk about that and how the merchandising is going is the Executive Director of Marketing for the Elks, Alan Watt. Alan, nice to talk to you again. How are you doing? I'm good, Dave. How are you? Oh, I, I'm great. And, uh, you know, every time I think about the event last week, uh, at Commonwealth and the unveiling, I, I still get shivers. I, I watched the video several times, and I just, I just, I'm blown away. First of all, tell me about setting up this event. And I know it was smaller in scale than than you probably wanted, but um, I thought the fact that you did it the way you did was a really nice touch. Instead of you know, here's our video package and here's a picture of Commonwealth Stadium. It was nice to actually have some people down there. It was terrific. You know, it was great to. Uh... It was great to see, it was a very, like you just point out, a small number of people, but nevertheless, uh, everybody was glad to be back in the state. It had a real, uh, you just forget when you're away from it, I guess that's what I'll say. You forget about being in the stadium and being there and then seeing other people. It was, uh, it was pretty neat. And then, you know, have the scoreboard fired up and the LED fired up and the field level LED and have a big logo on the field. It was lots of fun, lots of fun. Now, I have a question about, I've been in lots of questions about the big logo. The The question I'm getting is, will the logo stay once uh, the season kicks off here, hopefully in uh, in early August? So, Alan, is the logo staying or not? You know, I wish it, uh, we're trying our best, but there are every, there are rules. Uh, the, the league has rules about yeah. the size of your center field logos. And, and you remember that uh, we also have uh, sponsor advertising on the field as well. And that logo that's currently on the field would, of course, cover most of the, cover all of the sponsor logos on the field. So yeah. um, I know that, uh, I know that Chris Preston loves it every time he looks out and sees it. We all do. And uh, who knows, maybe, uh, you know, if you're going to put the old CFL up on the hoist and have a look at it, maybe we'll, maybe we'll be allowed to keep that <laughs> one. I don't know. It remains to be seen. Yeah. Okay. That, that, fair enough. And I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot there, but it's just a question no, no, I was, fine. I've been getting and I, I didn't know how to answer it. So I, I, I just go, <laughs> you know, that's why I asked you, but that, that's a good, that's a good answer for sure. So the Elks merchandise, I think this, this name, it, it's a hit first of all, uh, I think when the merchandise was revealed, I think a lot of people were excited about it. Uh, tell me how the merchandise sales have gone for uh, for the Edmonton Elks and uh, and everything that you can get online and and whatnot. Well, let me. I'm going to answer with a, maybe a little bit longer roundabout question answer, if you like. In that, in that, uh, sure. you pointed out the name and the logo, and I think. The logo by itself, it's a terrific logo. I mean, Trevor Sieben and the people at DVD, they really worked. We all did. We, there, were, there were lots of sketches and lots of iterations, even of that logo. And, uh, and I think that that logo turned out to kind of capture everything we wanted. We wanted to have a, uh, a new look, an uncluttered look. We wanted to have an uncluttered logo, something that would stand out. And we tested it when you, I think it looks terrific by itself. I think it looks really good when you see it with all of the other CFL team logos. And I think it looks good, really good, when you see it in comparison to 
the sort of modern NBA logos, the modern MLS logos, and and other logos around mm-hmm. the world. So that was the criteria. We said that that's got to be a must. Something that that when you instantly look at it, you automatically know what it is, and that it would it would last a long time. And then when you see it, the logo with the word Elks. And then the logo with the words Edmonton and Elks, and especially on merchandise, I'm, I'm, quite frankly, really surprised at the reaction people have given us to uh, the merchandise so far. It's like they've just it's been knocked out of the park, and uh, I think that's because maybe just the sort of clean lines of it. The logo looks good on green merchandise it looks good on gray it looks good on black it looks good black and white and that's hard to do i mean certainly uh there's some design components to it that are well thought out but also there's a little bit of luck in there too and uh you know it was was funny looking at the montreal canadians with that ch you just never have Mm -hmm. to mess with that you know what it is right away it's the Euler logo, and and, uh, and I think this one's will mm-hmm. stand the test of time too. So I've, I've answered the logo part of the question. I didn't get to your to your question yet. I'll say this: that uh, we have done in seven days as much as we would do if we had three home games. Uh, really, three good, wow. three good home games with thirty or thirty-five thousand people there. So that's. I don't have the exact number, but I'm I'm I, I, I'm suffice to say that uh, it's it's really robust, tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars, and uh, yeah, we're and people again, I think there are a lot of people who are uh, have, have been captivated by it and are buying it because they like the look of it and they're buying it because they kind of want to get back to doing what what we like to do at Commonwealth Stadium ten or more times a year. Yeah, and I think what's really good, and I talked about this with Blake last half hour, is you know when, you, when, you, when you're away for a year, and it was painful not to have a CFL season last year, you're wondering what what the uh, market feels about you. And I think yeah. over the last seven days, and I think this has been building, and 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 we're heading to a, hopefully a positive announcement early next week about a CFL season. The fever, the desire for CFL football is still very, very high, and that's great. Well, I think you nailed it in the question in that when you go away for any length of time, you hope people don't forget you. And you especially hope they don't just park you on the shelf and forget and, and want to. Uh, uh, you want you don't want to be ignored, is the, I guess is what I'm saying. And then when you, sure. when you do something like we've done with a rebrand and the launch of a new brand uh, of a team that's, you know, that's been around for, and that plays for a championship that's been around for over 100 years. And to see the kind of reaction we've had from young people and from fans of all ages, it's really, I think you've, you've, you've nailed it in the question, is that there's a, I think there's almost a pent-up desire to get involved in things that we've, we may have taken a little bit for granted. You know, it's we've, we've taken for granted mm-hmm. that you can go to a mall, that you can, Go have a go to a restaurant uh, that you can go to a sporting event. Uh, sporting events, folk fests, heritage days—the things that we're also proud of in our city—I think we've missed them all dearly. And then, and and frankly, you know, we've we've had the luxury of saying, "Oh, heritage days." Well, I think I'll go there. Well, you know, for two years we haven't been able to do that. 
And the mm. same thing I was listening this morning to uh, Terry Wickham from the from the uh, folk festival. They're going to do like neighborhood little folk festivals because the same thing. People mm-hmm. said we really miss that. That's a part of our DNA here in Edmonton. And I think uh, I, I'm not trying to talk in circles here. I mean, sound like I am, but I think you. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> you've, point, you've pointed it out that. Um, you know, for a long, long time, back to Clark Stadium, Clark Park, and and over at Commonwealth Stadium now, um, you know, we've been able to go do that and been very proud to do that. And uh, yeah, you know, and I think that we, I think there's a, a real pent up desire to to do that. I was talking to someone today who said um, that he had he had uh, two. Um, young boys in his house and they're you know in their 20s now and he said they they've all they said dad when we can when we can go places again it's on you know we're gonna go when we're allowed to we're gonna go yeah it's very exciting i think you uh encapsulated the uh just the feeling uh, i think very very well uh thanks so much for the update it was nice to speak to you again oh one more thing and i think this is just yeah. a reinforcement here the double e logo is not going away even though it's not the no. primary logo we got to reinforce that it's still it's still around yeah it'll still be around on on merch it'll still be around it'll be in our use if you notice uh, one of the subtleties about uh Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium is at the end of every aisle is the EE logo. We didn't take them down, and we're not going to. And on the big uh, on the big EE logo on the side of the uh, of the recreation center at Commonwealth Stadium, there's a big EE logo. It's not going anywhere. And uh, even though our our shelves may be a little bare of some of the uh, merchandise that we're running out, our merchandise people have reordered at least two or three times. They're going to reorder some more. Hang in there with us. We'll get uh, we'll get the shelves stocked and uh, and uh, get a lot of the more popular items restocked so people can get them. So uh, we're fighting like everybody else. We're fighting our way through the pandemic and uh, <laughs> and doing the best we can to make sure we've got the things that people want, including playing games, as you've pointed out right off the top. That we really look forward to. Uh, hopefully, a positive announcement next week. Absolutely. Alan, thanks for this. It was good to see you last Tuesday, and I hope to say that I will. I, I believe I'm going to see you very soon as well down the road here as we get a season underway. Uh, thanks for your time tonight, okay? Thank you, Dave. That's Alan Watt, Executive Director of Marketing for the Edmonton Elks. He was on the Certainteed Hotline. Professional-grade building materials pro all the way. The hotline brought to you by Certainteed. Back in a moment. the first period in Denver the Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights tied 0-0 with this series Pacific Division title uh, or uh, final tied at two games apiece the Tampa Bay Lightning have advanced to the Stanley Cup semifinal as they uh, win their Central Division final in five games via a 2-0 win over the Carolina Hurricanes winning in five games uh, NBA playoffs tonight the uh, 76ers at one point had a 18-point lead on the Atlanta Hawks, and now it is a 99-84 lead. So it was uh, a seven-point lead going into the fourth quarter for the uh, Sixers, but they have now... Oh, Brandon Sod has just scored. Yep, that's what I was trying to cue to Mike and say here. Brandon Sod has made it one nothing, Colorado. 
holy smokes, 0.8 seconds on the clock as well. So, oh, that's a tough one if you're Vegas. This is a pretty even game for the most part. Uh, Brandon Saad gets a, a pretty key goal with 0.8 seconds left to go. Thanks, Kellen, for the update. Appreciate that. Uh, Brandon Saad, one nothing uh, gives the Avs a one nothing lead. So, uh, yeah, 99-84, the uh, 76ers over the Atlanta Hawks. So, in the position... Uh, the Sixers are, if they can hang on to this, to tie their series up at one. L.A. Clippers in Utah to play the Jazz to begin their second round Western Conference Series uh, tonight. The Toronto Blue Jays in Chicago to play the White Sox. And uh, just pulling up the score here, one nothing for the Jays in the top of the fifth inning. A pretty key soccer game going on right now. Uh, it's round one of the uh, World Cup qualifying for 2022. And Alfonso Davies has scored. And that gives Canada a 1-0 lead over Suriname. Suriname, tough opponent in their pool. They, they uh, Canada crushed Aruba on the weekend. But Suriname, who has been carrying most of the play here, but um, nice goal from uh, Alfonso Davies, the Edmonton product, who's playing for Byron in Munich. Uh, so 1-0 for Canada in first round of the uh, CONCACAF uh, World Cup qualifying round. So uh, nice to hear from Blake Dermott in the uh, first half hour here of, or the uh, second half hour of the, what am I saying? The, the first half hour of the second hour. There we go. Between seven and seven 30. That's what I mean. Okay. Easy for you to and say. We just heard. Yeah, I know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, Cal. This is weird. Uh, brain and mouth not connecting, not connecting. Which but, could uh, be a problem because we're on a talk radio station oh, right now, but uh, yes, you know, I'm going to pull it back on the rails now for sure here. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're hopeful for a CFL season starting on August 5th, training camp beginning around July 10th or so. Uh, Darrell Walker, one of the key free agent signings, coming back to the uh, the Edmonton Elks for a third stint, one of the best receivers in the league. Still, he and Greg Ellingson will make a great one-two punch. And uh, Darrell Walker, who spoke with uh, Morley Scott, the voice of your Elks, uh, looking forward to working with Trevor Harris. Man, I love the way Trevor plays, man. The way he dishes the ball, the touch on it is amazing. And I think that we'll be able to do a lot, a lot of damage this year, man. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm, actually, I'm really, really excited about this opportunity to get to play with him. And I'm just looking, looking forward to the chemistry and the connection we can bring together and the, the show we could put on for the fans. But uh, as far as Trevor, man, he's a, he's a, seems like a great guy from what I experienced with him. Um, but as a quarterback, man, he's he's a, he's a lethal weapon. He's a lethal weapon, man. So again, uh, CFL Board of Governors conference call Monday to uh, approve a 14-game season beginning on August the 5th. The return to play protocols have been approved in writing and verbally for all six provinces for playing. Now it's getting fans into the stadium, and we'll see where that goes. And that'll be a good indicator whether this is approved or not on uh, on Monday. Uh, so Bruce Cassidy fined $25,000 for making some interesting comments about the Islanders and the officiating. Here's what he had to say today. Okay, so this is my take on it. We're playing a team that has, uh, you know, very respected management coaching staff. They won a Stanley Cup. So, But I think they sell a narrative over there that um, it's more like the New York Saints, you know, not the New York Islanders. That You know, they play hard and they play the right way. But I, I feel we're the same way, and the calls, the exact calls that are getting called on us, um, do not get called on them. So, it, and, and I don't know why. These are very good officials. They're 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 at this point in the season for a reason. You've got continuous high sticks every game. The exact same high sticks. Uh, you know, Bergie or Nelson behind the net. The one that comes up on Smith Marsh. He got called for that in game one. 
Uh, I could go on and on. Wagner the other day in front of the net. You know, maybe we need to sell them more flop, but that's not us. Um, you just hope they'd see them. I mean, the same calls go against us. So it's not like I'm sitting there going, well, every call against us sucks. It's not true. It's just the end of the day, the similar plays, they, they need to be penalized on those plays. But like I said, I think they've sold in a great job selling that narrative that, you know, they're clean. Uh, they play hard, uh, hard brand of hockey, love the way they play, but they commit as many fractions as we do, trust me. So it's just a matter of, 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 of calling them so you know that's the part that I guess gets frustrating uh, but you play through it you know it's like the Bergeron today he's throwing out the what the first two three four face-offs he takes because someone mentioned you know have a little respect for Patrice Bergeron he's up for the Selkies he's been a, a, a warrior in this league a face of the franchise uh, does everything right for hockey sells the game and that's the way you treat him. I mean, come on, you know, because someone speaks out and says something like he you know all of a sudden so they just need to be better than that and just you know just call the game what you see quit listening to these outside influences and 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 get it done right because i i don't think they were great tonight i'm not gonna lie to you but they have been and they're good officials i know those two guys they're good guys good officials and i don't know tonight i just thought they were off but he could say the same about us but at the end of the day that's what i thought jimmy and um and and let's just play hockey and, and call the, the infractions that happen and we'll see where it goes that's funny <laughs> I've never heard a coach explain it that way before, Kellen. You know, like we're yeah, good officials. I don't just don't know why they're calling penalties on 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 the team we're playing against. It's weird. Uh, it's a backhanded compliment uh, several times during that two minutes for sure. We've all had them. Uh, yeah, it's the playoffs, baby. That's what you get. And before we go, uh, Nikola J uh, Jokic of the Denver Nuggets, he is the NBA MVP for this season had a sensational year and is the lowest ever draft pick to win the MVP award. 41st overall was his draft selection when he was drafted. So Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets uh, is the 2021 NBA MVP. Kelly Rudy is on the show tomorrow. Look forward to that. And thanks to Brendan Clack, producer for Inside Sports this week, our technical producer, Callan Kennedy. Thanks for your help, buddy. And uh, I'm Dave Campbell, and we'll talk to you tomorrow night. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.